Blog Talk Radio. Bay Radio. Yeah. I. Tell me your mind just say it. Yeah. Play the song over plan. Yeah. Speaking on the world. Speaking on the topics. Y'all better not be flocking. No. Should know how we rocking. If you got any statements, then you better leave a comment. Just say it. 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 Radio, June 3rd, 2019. It is June, damn it, it's June. I cannot believe it. We're heading into summer. I don't know if today's the first day of summer or what it is. I'm Miss Sandy. Um, Say Radio, you guys do not know or not familiar with Say Radio. Say Radio is an unfiltered radio show. We talk about anything and everything. Nothing is off limits. The goal is to speak our minds, our opinions, in order to get real solutions. You think about it. If you can't really talk about it, can you really fix it? The answer is no. So we get we get into some real shit on this show called Say It Radio. If you want to chime in to tonight's discussion, please do so by calling in at 646-668-2574. If you just want to listen, by all means, we so appreciate our listeners. You can go to blogtalkradio.com backslash D Hour Show or check us out on our website, um, D-Hour, that's H-O-U-R, network.com. Um, you can listen to any show on our network, Say It Radio. We have so many others. Uh, we're part of the D Hour Network family. Again, my name is Miss Sandy. We have Nicole. It's been a while since we've been on. We took off for Memorial uh, Memorial Weekend just to, you know, relax and recuperate with family. This show is going to be a great show. We're going to catch up with Sugar T, rap, a rap, tris, actor, producer, just just phenomenal part of the click. We're going to play some of her music to get back in the swing of things to see where she's at today and just get caught up. If you want to chime into that, ask us some questions, please know the number. If you don't, 646-668-2574. Y'all got a heavy heart. Um, my dad, I found out, died, although not my biological um, father, but he's my dad. Help raise me. I gotta vent about that later on the show. I got so much to um, get off my chest. Nicole, how you doing? You gotta get us caught up. How you how, how you been? I'm good. I am. Uh, I am. I'm happy. My son graduated high school last weekend, and I'm excited about that. So I feel like okay. I, get, I made it through one phase. Now we're just trying to figure out which way he's going to go um, as far as whether it's going to be college or the military. But um, I am, I'm doing well. I can't complain. Life is, is good. 
I feel healthy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. I can't complain about anything. I'm I'm out in the garage trying to clean up a little bit. Um, but other than that, um, I am good. I am I am great. <laughs> I is pretty. I is fine. <laughs> there you go. But nah. There it is. <laughs> now, but everything is is good. What's um going on with you? Sorry to hear about your your dad. Girl, what else yeah. Was holiday, uh, holiday. Um, it was good. You know, my oldest. You know, he had graduated from college. He starts. He started his new job. Um, in data analytics at Michelin, so I'm so proud of you. Malik, love you. Uh, he started today, actually. We all got new okay. chapters in our lives that me and oh, yeah. him, my you oldest and my job. youngest. Yeah. Yeah. How is that going? Yeah, that is going good. I, you know, I started today um, as a marketing director at Chick-fil-A, and I'm so excited to be a part of that team. I have another, you know, I, I do, I oh, also yeah. have a, you know, I'm working part-time. You know, I, I got, I'm like a jack of all trades right now, but it's a new, it's definitely a new chapter for me, and I am, um, and it's my first time really going after what I love. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm, I always, I posted this on Facebook, like, I'm, I'm, I'm walking by faith, not by sight. You know, um, uh-huh. and and trying to you know put myself in a position, you know, not just to make a money to pay bills. You know, you know, I go to work just to pay bills, but wanting to do what I'd love to do. Right. Um, and my whole thing, I you know, I love. I'm a nosy person. I always say this by nature. Like I, I like to bridge what the disconnect is, and what the process uh-huh. is. And is there a better way to a better, more efficient way? to get this done. What is the uh-huh. disconnect between, you know, my client and, and the customers? What is the disconnect between employees and, you know, the, just, just to build, bridge the disconnect so we can move further, um, if not, you know, in a more efficient way, effective way, uh-huh. um, economically. Make, does it make sense? I want to get a high return, a higher R, um, ROI, with the least amount of money possible. <laughs> right. So, uh, right. you know, so this is, I love doing this, you know, um, and I get people, you know, I'm a people, I've been, I've lived so many, I feel like I live a lot of lives and I, I made a lot of mistakes along the way, but, you know, I think, it ain't always people say when your shit is fucked up, you can't tell nobody else what to do. And I don't think that's right. I can tell you don't, make the same mistakes I have made and there's, you know, mm-hmm. go this way. You know what I'm saying? So it's always, mm-hmm. it, it pays to listen to everybody, you know, whether you feel like they're above you, beneath you. I feel like you pay everybody with the same respect because there's a lesson to learn with every encounter, every interaction. Because I'm learning a lot and I'm 44 years old, 23-year-olds year and a 17-year-old. And I'm, I learn shit from them. So, um, and I'm learning things from a lot of people I'm meeting and, you know, really getting to know and who I'm newly working with. And a lot of them are younger, way younger than me, and they got some wisdom on them. So I, I take heed, take notes. I'm learning every day. So it's a blessing. It's a blessing to be here, wake up, 
you know, there there are people, there was a shooting out in Virginia. A man went in and um, started, you know, I guess he was a former worker. You know, they're losing lives. We're not promised today, tomorrow, the next hour, the next minute. You know, so we have to uh, appreciate every every moment for what it's worth and um, grab some kind of plus side out of it, even if you feel like it's all against you. There's a solution in it somewhere. I'm preaching, y'all. <laughs> Let me stop. We got Sick of Tea. She's coming on tonight, you guys. Um, amazing uh, actress, songstress, raptress. Raptress. Raptress? Is that a word? Even if it's not, I'm going to make it one today. Uh, she's going to be on with us. We got some of her music on um, the list tonight. We're going to listen to that. Uh, Nicole, anything you heard? I know you've been off of um, social media, uh, MIA, for a little bit. Anything that has caught your eye that you want to bring up tonight? Uh, oh, well, you know, because I'm not on social media. I'm mostly just on, I watch the news at night. Um, I'm just saying a little bit of the po- uh, political stuff that's going on, but... Other than that, when I tell you, honey, I am out of the loop. I am out mm-hmm. of the loop. I have no idea <laughs> what's been going on. And I'm kind of unbothered by it, you know. I just, mm-hmm. I think I really needed that. Like, I really needed that because, you know, it's been that social media, it it takes over. Like, even though I'm not on social media, I found myself still, I can't even, still can't watch a television show without picking up my phone and even just looking at my Google news line. So I found myself doing that. So it's just, it's a, it's a mindset. Like, (laughs) we have these phones in our hands all day long and it's just so unproductive but no I don't have I don't know anything about what's really been going on because I am I'm out of there I don't know so what's what's the latest what celebrities been doing well you know what I don't know but I do want to talk about this you know um I I have a um a, a friend of mine went uh went to high school with and she has breast cancer, and so she has, um, you know, her hair has, has fallen out, so she's went completely bald from chemotherapy, and she posted a, a picture on Facebook in a T-shirt, and the T-shirt basically was saying, you know, black men don't give up, okay? And I was looking at this, and I was so upset. You know, here's this black woman, and she's going through cancer. She's a mother a single mother of kids and she's going and you know she's a, a daughter she's a sister she's a friend so she's going through this 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 huge battle of her life and she's yet encouraging black men not to give up and i was like really upset reading this because you know we as black women and i'm a black woman you know we go through a lot and the fact that we, it seems like we have to not only encourage our kids, the ones we birthed or the ones we, t- we took on through 
you know, other relationships, but we have to, you know, further encourage and coddle and do this to a black man. When I feel a black man, as an adult, should look at the struggle and pain that this woman, their kids are going through and automatically want to man up. They should automatically want to do better. They should automatically want to find other solutions to make shit right. Why is it that they need extra coddling? They need extra holding. They need extra pampering. They need this. You can't do this because he a man, you can't, you got to do it this way because you can't do that. Like, we have to, as black women, it seems like we have to coddle them. We got to coddle our kids. We got to encourage them. And there's not that same support for black women. And I, 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 it's, it needs to stop. It really needs to stop. I was talking to my brother this morning. We're talking about our dad passing. And, you know, our family's not perfect. We went through a lot of things, and I knew our dad better than he did, my brother did, even though my brother and my dad, they're biologically connected, but he was so young. Um, my dad came in my life when I was second grade through through high school. You know, this is the man that I, that I know, you know, um, and even though he had his issues in, in dealing with his, you know, drugs and, you know, that transforms a person. Um, but, you know, my brother and I were having this conversation and he was saying that um, his, his, his fiance is a mother of his child and um, she left an abusive relationship and her ex has went on and got with someone else, got a baby and but his, her ex is displaying these turbulent, uh, what do you call it, um, actions, abusive, kicking holes or punching holes through walls, and it brought that flashbacks to um, to her, and so she wanted to talk to his current girlfriend, like you know, hey, my brother's like, you know, when a man shows you who they are, women need to believe it. But instead, a lot of women, because they feel, I need a man to help me raise my kids. I need a father to help me do this. I got boys. I need a man to help me do this. If that man that you're trying to cling on to does not display man qualities, characteristics, you are showing your children you can display unmanly characteristics and traits and still get the woman, still keep the woman. That is a cycle that needs to stop. We have this condition in our a lot of women's minds that because this this male has a penis and he has a male gender that he is a man. And so we fight hard, we gotta show him more support. We have to, you know, stroke his ego. We need him in our lives to help us raise our kids, our boys or our girls, whatever the case is, when you understand the person is toxic, no matter what their fucking gender is, they don't need to be a part of your life. And it is not your responsibility, K. Michelle said it, you cannot raise a man. 
but I don't know why it's conditioned that we feel the obligation to do that when that same grown man does not feel the same obligation to do that and be that for us. I don't know where that disconnect is. I want to find it. It doesn't make any sense. We've had plenty of conversations on Say It Radio where we have so many women try to justify, well, he needs a man, and I need a man. But if you look at that male in his attached penis, he may not have the characteristics to be a man. So my sister-in-law, her ex, his now girlfriend has sons. So her sons are looking at this man, throw temper tantrums, and kick and punch walls because he didn't get his way or because whatever. These boys are growing up. This is what I got to do. And women will stay with me because, you know what, my mom accepts it. My mom goes back to it. So this might be the right thing to do. So I'm going to act like that. It doesn't make sense. We have to stop it somewhere. And we cannot keep justifying supporting bullshit, penis or not penis. I don't give a damn. Your characteristic is fucked up. You are not acting like an adult. You are acting like a grown-ass child. And now I got to be your mother? Why would any woman want to absorb that added responsibility? And he cannot absorb that if you acted like that. It's unfair. I don't know. Y'all, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, it's a say radio. I'm Miss Sandy. Uh, we got a 718. I don't know if this is Sugar Tea. Sugar Tea, is this you? This is, I, I do not screen calls. I don't censor. Say it radio. Do you want to chime in? Hello, this is uh, Kevin. I'm a I'm a uh, representative. We're gonna we're gonna pat sugar tea in in two minutes. Oh, two minutes, y'all. This is this is some live shit. Two minutes. I love it. We're gonna play some music and we're gonna put her on. We gotta get acclimated and get our two cents about today's tonight's discussion. So this is great. Let's get this some music. I hope I I planted some seeds with with my passion because I'm I'm heated tonight. It's June third. 2019, nice weather. Uh, music. Uh, yeah. Focus, focus. Skiggity scat. It ain't nothing with me. That nigga E40. Finna sprinkle some of you fools with some of this. This GAME, man. Some of this guy. Understand my system. Finna sprinkle you fools with my sprinkler system. Understand this stuff. It don't stop to the motherfucking Glock pop. And fuck a Glock, I'm fucking with the six R, P226, Diana Ross, cousin Nina, Mr. Mina, that's what we do, understand it. I'll be more hipper than the hippopotamus, get off in your head like a neurologist, push him awake to Atlas, got a potter by the name of Tupacalus, the 707 Marisco, hella fall back to floor terrace, I pull a 40 out of my walk after then I flush it down my sophomore the group that I'm with the click, click, sugar D shot legit, family orientated, game related, it's the shit, killing motherfuckers off crucial. Sitting them down mutual, running through these lyrics as if I was fiber like black like metamuse. So, time of time, body water, sprinkle me, man, 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 big time of time, body water, sprinkle me, man, sprinkle me, 
me, man. Frank on me, man. Frank on me, man. Frank on me, man. Frank on me. Kick that shit, shit. Here comes the top notch. Oh, oh, oh. Here I be. Clicked out the ancient of the teeth from the Yeah, so you. 
watch out, I got the rocks in my hand. Now where I stand, these motherfuckers don't be H. It's all about the game, I run state to state. Bitch, out my face, talking about what you love. A nigga trying to bubble, selling doubles of the dub. This rock sales, I had the whole hood popping. Shit sold up the fucking nail in the coffin. Gotta make them feel the whole can win. Gotta go to Christmas karaoke and sing. I got a tight ass Dooney and Burke. And can't stand a freeloader that don't wanna put in work. Boosters in the back talking a gang of hatin'. I'm seeing a gang of busters perpetrating. Skinning and grinning and steaming. Gotta watch them dope feeding demons. Bust a lot of mercy on your ghetto, yo, yo. Show them no way on show them not to. Them. That nigga rum, 
man, that nigga gets dumb. I can't wait until they mix me. I'm going in they mouth, down they throat, and to their kidneys. Hurricanes having motherfuckers seeing things. Courage juice, watch when I get loose. Got to catch Charlie Foley clothes Too many hoes at the studio that ain't lit I like to bring out the freak and the nasty bitch Studio tone, pop on that shit that Vinnie wrote My crap got hot, seats went off That hurricane that's the way no joke It'll make a player fall Creepy eyes on the sticky bra Purple fools, straight jack on make them vegan miller raw Nah, nah, hit a Vinnie, can't be greedy, gotta stay strong But if I get broken off in them, I can't go wrong No fucking chase. How are you? 
I'm good. I, I just upgrade. <laughs> Wonderful. What about you? Oh, good, girl, good, 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 good. Now you are doing my 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 soccer research. You've been acting, producing, songstress, rapture. What is going on? I mean, I'm over here reminiscing '95, just reminiscing, and um, I haven't heard that kind of like lyrics in such a long time. I, you know, I just you you got to get our audience and everybody caught up about where you are right now, you know, where have you been and where you want to go? Where, what's going on? We know. We stay right there. We know. Well, I, I haven't been anywhere. I've been in the same place, still making music. Um, mm-hmm. the, the music definitely uh, brought me back to 1984 when I first started. Those songs are literally <laughs> releases of between 1984 and 1995. <laughs> So it was great to hear that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my mouth was really bad back then. <laughs> so, uh, it's Do you regret that? that you know, when you listen to that, uh, let me ask you that. Do you regret that when you hear that aspect? Did you, no, really, not did at you all. regret that or are you like, boom? No, no, no. I'm, I'm very proud of my work. Um, and, I, and I'm proud that people are continuing to do what, you know, what I help create. You know what I mean? And. You know, everyone mm-hmm. has their time and their space where they are, and and they grow, you know, into other other mindsets and into other things that, that they can become and that they stand for. So, you know, I'm, I definitely don't regret it. <laughs> you know, that is yeah, really good to know because you know some uh, yeah some people they do they act like their past they want to erase the past, but to me I feel like your past helps make you who you are today. And there's and how who you right. are today, you may be able to reach somebody that may be in that space and connect with them and still, you know, vibe with them, and you yeah, don't regret exactly. it. That's good to know. Yeah, there are some things I do regret, but that's not one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, mm-hmm. you know, we all have our, our times where we, we do things out of where, where, where we at. That's where I was at at that time. So, so, you know, no one should ever regret where they was at at that time. You know what I mean? Especially right. if you've grown from it or if you, you know, if you don't wear it in front of you, you know, on your shoulder, and it's something that might not, you might not be as proud of, you know, later on when you change gears or when you just expand and have other experiences that doesn't allow you to always have that same conversation, you know what I mean? So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's all good. <laughs> yeah, so it's great to have music. You know, I'm on my number 16th album as we speak, which is the soundtrack. Um, the working soundtrack is to my new book. So over the past uh, 30, over 30 years, you know, I've been able to accomplish uh, 16 albums and um, and still here today, Ooh. still counting and still pumping. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, what keeps you in, what, what, what keeps you want to keep putting out and putting, you know, putting out? What make like, I'm sure you have had obstacles, and, and I, I'm guessing, you know, with me having my own personal obstacles, what made you not want to quit? What made you still want to continue 16? Like, what was that, you know, considering well, you know, the, you know, I, how I things quit, have changed quit, and stuff? Sure. I've quit several different times, um, and I made sure I got a balance, you know, to bring to it. I, I didn't let anybody bully me into keeping, you know, in, the, in a box and staying there. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of things that, that made me quit. 
but um, I, I learned how to get back up. Um, and the thing that I learned uh, that helped help me be okay with quitting and then getting back up is the fact that, you know, I know the machine. So that makes a big difference because you know that you can get back up. So, and of course, with, you know, once you put your foot out there, um, you know, ego will bring you to it. It's like, you know, um, you can get to a place where people, when you've made it as big as I did um, at mm. that time, back in the day, you know, sitting in front of media 24-7 and, you know, being exposed to gold and platinum, you know, uh, albums and that those amounts, large amounts, amounts of masses of people that you organically activated. Um, and then later you, you kind of, you know, back up and they don't see you no more. Um, you know, you can get a backlash from different, various entities and layers of people uh, to make you feel like you fell off or to present you or deal with you as if you fell off. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that is a driver for me, is my, honestly, is my ego. Then, of course, outside of the ego, you know, when you see that you're able to keep doing it, you know what I mean? Just the blessing of being able to produce and people are dying to have that option and opportunity to produce and make something happen. And the fact that I know how to do it, it just doesn't make sense not to, you know what I mean? And it's like mm-hmm. you're taking it for granted, you know, that you actually have these opportunities, you know, even as rough as it is. Now, trust me, I quit because I don't like uh, to always do the same thing and feel like that's what I am supposed to do in order to stay relevant based on the viewing, you know, of different entities that can get behind the music or that's around the music or these new, newer uh, layers of people that come in the game and feel like everything is supposed to be young and new. So <clears throat> that mm. is the driving force that will make me quit when they try to make me feel like I got to stay behind the time. So I will quit, you know, I, I have quit for those reasons until I felt strong enough to try to figure something else out that still allowed me to, to, to come back with a fight, you know, with my boxing gloves on and saying, you know, even if I got to move over here and work on a blues album for a minute, you know what I mean, or work over here mm-hmm. and work on a jazz album for a minute, you know what I mean, or come over mm-hmm. here and work on an EDM project, you know what I mean, or a book, mm-hmm. you know, or something else. Um, it always gets me right back to, nah, I can't let them win. <laughs> I'm coming back. I'm going to bust them in their teeth. You know what I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> I can't let them think right. they laid me down, and I'm going to stay down, and I'm about to figure this out because they can't just leave this to the young people, you know, like it's just a young people's game. When at the end of the day, right. hip-hop is not just a young woman's game. So that those are my drivers. And then, you know, the positive driver is that, you know, there's other doors that I want to open up for other chicks who, you know, that deserve a chance, you know what I mean? To, to make it, the, to, to get some exposure or to at least expose their talents besides their neighborhood that deserve it. You get what I'm saying? And their respect right. the game. So, yeah, those are the driving points. And the last piece is money. <laughs> to be able to keep money. money coming in and to benefit, you know, off of my art and off of the brand that I built that many other chicks today are trying to, you know, continue to, uh, to be activated from as well as you know, have, have, have incorporated it into their their style, you know what I mean? So 
I can't just let all the, the young chicks just take my, my style or, or my, not that they took it directly from me, but the fact that I was the first generation, one of the first generations that presented this bad girl image. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I tried to get Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, girl. You know what I mean? And then they tell me mm-hmm. that, that I'm irrelevant. I'm like, wait a minute, because I don't want to talk about the mm-hmm. same stuff, you know? Because I know more right. than just one type of lifestyle. I'm still a bad girl, but mm-hmm. I'm a bad girl in many different ways. And I don't have to wear it on a uh-uh. tee everywhere I go. You know what I mean? And so how dare you yeah. tell me that I'm not relevant comparing me to some of the young rappers that's doing what I did over 30 years ago? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, you laugh. You know what? You know what I'm saying? When I'm saying when, as I was playing that, you know, some of the, it just brought back so much memories. And I'm like, Parents to bump it, so you know, and I'm like, and and, and and I've been, you know, a lot of the young, younger, new generation women, they seem like they don't respect the past, and it's like they feel like they just read, they just created everything, and and then it's that like, as adults, we know that, you know, what I'm saying, and it's like as you say, you know, you can't yes. just, you know, copy my style and think you innovated, you created because you didn't. Because I'm going to come in here and check exactly. you, but I'm going to show you respect in the same process because I know better. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's real. <laughs> I'm going to show you what respect exactly. looks like because yeah. you don't know no better, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Or they that, just don't care, you know. And, they, and then, you, you mm-hmm. know, you get people around them that's popping them up that's like, ah, oh, you going to, you know, smash on this or smash on that one. And it's like, you know, you know. As, a, as, as who you are, you know that, honey, it's been more than just music. I'm a lot of things. You know what I mean? I'm not just music. I'm a, I'm a degree. You know what I mean? I'm a professional. I'm a businesswoman. You know, I'm a, 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 a white material. You know, I'm a grandmother. You know, I got multiple layers. Of so how dare, you even, how dare you even compare me to a kid? You get what I'm saying? So it's not even the kid's fault all the way. It's the people around them that instigate that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So I'm motivated with this new project, Work It, you know, to just not only, you know, check the system and just retract and make sure people are clear, you know, because as I said, you know, this is my 16th album. So I've been making music. Um, some, you know, I may pump out to be bigger, and some may just sit there and just be available. You know what I mean? To me, you got to work with what you mm-hmm. got to get to what you try to get to. And we have that option to be able to navigate you know, and do things based on what we want and what we feel is a priority. So at this day and time, my priority is working, you know, and it's a new album that I'm making sure people hear that covers the whole spectrum, you know, of the well-rounded elements that comes along with me, you know what I'm saying, that has been built up throughout the years. And it, it definitely includes, you know, it's inspired by my new book called Your Perfume, which is uh, available mm. on Amazon a pre-order in a book, a book, a presentation of a book called Boss Up, where I tell people to boss up and discover a new sense of success. So therefore, Boss Up is on Amazon by Sugar Tea, and your perfume is available mm-hmm. for pre-order as well on Amazon. And it's a sprinkle of tips that help you navigate through challenging times. And it's a woman empowerment guide that helps them to reinvent their brand and discover a new sense of success. You know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. therefore, we get kicked around, you know, when we're, you know, in this game of hip-hop, you get abused, you have to deal with ageism, you know, you have to stop and prioritize, you know, what's important, and you, you really can't, you 
go by the people's understanding, you're liable to be miserable later in your own world. You know what I mean? So you got to go by mm-hmm. and be strong enough to go by what you feel is, is healthy for you. And it takes a spiritual power to do that, to be honest with you. Because mm-hmm. it's definitely going totally against the grain. And you've got to be gained up enough to be able to handle that grain, you know, that comes with it, which I stay moving, you know what I mean? I stay educating myself, I stay on top of my business, and I continue to keep a good group of people around me, you know, that I know, you know, would stand and fight with me, you know what I mean? Because I ain't going to take all the credit, Mm -hmm. but, you know, they stand and fight with me, you know, under my direction, and they believe in me, and at the end of the day, it's worth the fight because it's not just fight for me, it's fighting for people that I believe that believe in me and also fighting for other people who are just like me who also, you know, feel the same way. You know, for the people in the corporations that now that they're 30, all of a sudden they're ready to move another 20-year-old in there because they can get a 20-year-old a $50,000 income versus a $100,000 income because they don't know any better. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, right. the woman now she's scared to retire because she's 60, so she's afraid. Now she's walking around on eggshells because she knows that they pushing youngsters in her space, you know what I mean, to take her job. And she's worried about how she's going to take care of her kids. So she's stressed out thinking any day it can happen, you know what I mean? So dealing with ages and dealing with people who, you know, don't get it, you know, people who make uh, males especially, you know, you're a male. You can leave your kids. So leave your kids, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I'm a woman. Us women, you're a woman. Us women, it makes sense to take care of your kids, <laughs> to be in their life, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? To, you know, so I've always been a mother throughout my career, and I've always recognized that I needed to make sure that there were certain elements that were going to be in place, you know, so that later my kids would like me. And then, you know, that I would not be uh, an enemy, you know, to, to myself, you know, feeling guilty as if I wasn't there, but all I did was chase money, and I'm still empty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, so there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle. <laughs> and the book that navigates, you know, it helps the people that are just like me that have, you know, similar lifestyles, similar things that they've had to deal with the adversities, you know, the misjudgments, the kicks around, the loss of belief. You know, I've seen all those places throughout the years you know, all different types of emotional elements that came along with my walk, you know what I'm saying, and still able to rock mm-hmm. like a team and the single car working on my new soundtrack and along with other, you know, singles that will come along with this following, oh, my God, they're just phenomenal, and the book is phenomenal to really be a blessing to empower women, you know, with the tools to win. You know, I, I'm over here. I'm just like, I'm like kind of starstruck. You know, like, you know how, well, I'm going down memory lane. And I was like, you, boss, like, I like, like, that, that it was that, you know, I'm a woman, but you're not going to fuck me over. And I understand my words. I understand that you have to come so hard. And sometimes you have to deliver things so raw so the receiver can understand it. And some people, you know, they just ignorant as hell. They don't understand until you cussing and you saying things in a certain way so they can finally get it. Oh, okay, now I get it. You know what I'm saying? And that's to me. Yeah. And I, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and you were never afraid to go there. It is unfair. It is. Yeah. And this is what I, I want to ask I, and I you. Don't want, and I don't want to be. 
Like you know what? And that, you don't have to be. And I, that's unrealistic to be hard all the time. You know, you guys oh my God. God. We hurt. We get sad. Right. You know, we go through mm-hmm. trial tribulations. And, and we have a right as women, whether we're strong women or not. You know what I mean? To me, all women, anybody that's still here, you got to be strong because it's going to drive you nuts. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, you do go through those emotional roller coaster rides. And you get some beatings in life that open up bruises and scars. And sometimes you do feel loving. Who, who wants to be, who's hard all the time? <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? If you are, exactly. you've got to be a miserable person. So right. I think that people should be forced in that box to not be able to show case a full-out, well-rounded woman. You know what I mean? But how do you get that message out? Like a part of your resume is says producer. Like you have a good message, and sometimes your message won't get received like it should be received because you're saying it. So it's like even I know I got two sons, and I feel like when I say things to my sons, and they, you know, regards we say example regarding sports, and it's like they don't hear it. But if a coach said it, a male coach said the same goddamn thing, they like, oh, I never heard that before. That's great news. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I just said that. Yeah. How would you mm-hmm. get that 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 message and that you know you got you got this message this song and you know I needed to get out to the younger generation. Do you get another woman that you know that you feel she has the same mindset that she could wrap your words or whatever? Do you become her writer, her ghost writer, so you can get this message out because it needs to be heard. <laughs> Uh, not by any means. I could deliver the message just like a teenager and get my point across and then show them okay. better than I could tell them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I've never mm-hmm. had a problem with being with a current sound. That's easy for me. Um, I've always thought, do I want to talk stupid or do I want to talk them down or do I want to, you know, to present myself as an ignorant woman, you know, when I'm trying to stand as a black woman with some integrity, you know what I mean? And to not fall mm-hmm. prey into, oh, we're only sex, alcohol, drugs, you know, and money. That's all we think about. But is it falling so, prey? Um, is it falling prey or is it giving a medicine within sugar? Like, you know, Tupac was so elevated amongst, uh, by far amongst his, his fans. So he knew his fans well, only you know, wanted to hear a certain kind of thing from him. But how do you deliver that sure. message? Still keep your fans, but still give that message to uh, them. Or you even introduce new fans. Well, I have layers, and because I've not only set in one platform, I have a, mm-hmm. a various layers of fan base that I reach. I have different presentations of music and how I present. Mm. So whether it's on stage or whether it's on the album, the album is totally today. You know what I mean? All day. It can reach mm-hmm. young people, old people, middle ground, and kids. So that's what my life has been as well-rounded not just sitting in front of hip-hop heads or kids. I'm a, a, you know, a woman of almost five decades, so therefore I've been able to reach multiple generations of five decades. So, you know what I mean? So I have something for each decade to give to them, you know, on the album and on the presentation every time I tour or I speak. So I attract the people who are attracted to what I have to give them. I don't go after trying to force-feed anybody anything. You know what I mean? I just do me. You mm-hmm. feel me? So because I do have a hood, you know, fan base, and because I do have a hip-hop fan base, my fan base grew up with me. 
So they're just happy to hear me still. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the youngsters, if they pick it up, great. If they don't, bye. I don't care. I, that's not my that's mm-hmm. not my problem. I'm here to feed the people who mm-hmm. want it. You know what I mean? And it's not to a message it. always. Sometimes it's just sometimes it's just a party. You know what I mean? So I got party music mm-hmm. on there. It just so happened to be that there is some messaging because the book is an empowerment book that's connected to it. But my new single, Work It, is the bomb. You know what I mean? I got a variety of bangers on there that kids will bang on all day long and enjoy you know, dealing with it and, and, and hearing the message and connecting with it, you know what I mean, along with, you know, like I said, grown-up music, grown-up messages. But, you know, to me, I've found young, mature girls that's like, I'm sick of hearing sex, money, alcohol, and drugs. What else? They're starving for something else. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got the teenagers that are okay because they don't know any better. I'm not making songs for teenagers, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, that they'll get it eventually, but I, I don't make, what I do do for youngsters is I have an online school and the school is mm. a school that is, um, it's called Sprinkle Me School of Music and Vision Online. And it's, um, they can go to my website, sugar-t.com and they can sign up for some courses and learn and get information. You know what I'm saying? So I have mm-hmm. learning material enrichment you know, material for the younger people. And I've done a lot of young people's programming, teaching entrepreneurship and teaching all different types of, you know, educational, informational, and academic um, programming um, for years since 2000, um, from junior high schools to colleges to prisons to uh, community organizations. And I'm a social entrepreneur, so I work at many capacities and layers, which is where I spend a lot of my time at, you know, um, is I spent a lot of my time through the years, and that's, you know, helping people bring, you know, things to their life that could change their life. But today I'm here, this season, is about work it. It's about the, the, the song, you know, that is coming out that's a single, that's the bomb. And that's I don't even have it on my playlist. I want to like. play it. I don't, yeah, I don't even have it I'll on my playlist. I want to play it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, we got to get acclimated because you got me yeah. living in the past. Yeah. And, yeah, I want to see, uh, yeah, I want to hear, you know, you, you know where you are right now. Girl, we in the YouTube past. A, 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 back to- girl, YouTube, girl, YouTube has a whole album full of new stuff. So the Queen of the West was okay. my last year album. I got Sugar Tea, um, the Return of Sugar mixtape. I got Sugar Tea and Friends that's on there. I got the Cardio Boss Up, you know, playlist. So uh, all you got to do is just Google me and all that stuff will come up you know what i mean so it's just not always commercially presented by mm-hmm. choice you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. um so because right. i like to work smart and not hard and you know just the things move. that i go through i, I don't want to keep having to backtrack and fix stuff so i rather you know when it's when i do commercial and i present you know what i'm working with is to kill two or three birds with one stone so that i could you know make sure i do things in a healthy manner <laughs> There it is. There it is. I've been monopolizing your whole this whole conversation. We got uh, Nicole, Nick. I know you got some questions and stuff for Sugar Tea. Go ahead. I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna exercise my ability to shut up right this moment. <laughs> this is Say Radio. Anyone y'all want to chime in? Please do so. Six four six 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 eight two five seven four. Nick, I'm gonna shut up. Go ahead. I think she's there. I mean, she may not be there. Apparently, 
she ain't there. But that's okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, it's all good. But you know, I um I, I got it. I have to understand, I have to get acclimated to where you are right now. Um, as I said, I, it's everything that um it was bringing up so many memories. You know, I want to get your your two cents on um before you um joined us tonight. You know, I I, I have some like convincing you know, things where I think where, and it comes to just how I feel a lot of black women, in the conversation black women, we coddle a lot of our black men. And uh, I mentioned earlier in the show where I, the girl I went to high school with, she's battling breast cancer. You know, her, you know, she's lost her hair. She had this T-shirt on and it said, you know, um, be strong black men or something like that. And at that vision, I was so irritated. Because as a black woman, I'm a single mother, two sons, one twenty three, one seventeen, and you know, I'm, you know, we, I, well, me, I, I went through a lot, and my mother went through a lot, and we didn't get no coddling, we didn't no pat in the back, but yet we have to. I feel as black women, we have to, you know, um, encourage and build our kids, and we got to encourage and build the this man, and but there's no that same force of a responsibility that. Black men take on naturally for us, you know. I just think that's unfair. You know, what I'm saying I, I just mm-hmm. really think that's unfair. I said, you, and I ex- express my thing. I said, your T-shirt. No man should need a T-shirt or a kick in his ass to know that he needs to step step up. He should look in your eyes. He should look in his kids' eyes. He should look in the mirror and say, I know I should do more. Need to do more. Let me execute. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. period. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't understand why well, we you know, men, men justify are... and make that. Well, you know, men, um, you know, they, they're creatures of, of something unique. So we are supposed to communicate that to them. We can't just expect for them to just do it on their own um, unless you met them like that and that's how they came at you. So it's natural to them. You know what I mean? So you gotta, you gotta, you got to work a man into it. Um, you know, I'm into the building of the woman so that the woman can build the man and the man can build the youth and the youth, the man and the woman could have a stronger, you know, community, uh, economic empowered, a healthy, you know, balanced community and family life. So at the end of the day, um, you know, we, if you meet a guy and he ain't like that, then you can't really expect him to be like that. So you're always taking the risk to have to try and bring that out of him, you know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. not a guarantee if it's going to work or not, you know? So I think that's the first step is making sure that he got it in him. <laughs> and then if he don't, you just got to know that you're risking, you know, taking a risk. So that's why it's good to get to know a guy, you know, because then he may have it in him, but he want to hold back until he knows you cool, you know what I mean? Um, or he may not, and he may never have it in him. And then he may have it, but you might need to bring it out of him, and it might actually work. You know what I mean? But I don't feel that you can just expect for a man to be a certain way, you know, and just expect him to, to, to do that <laughs> unless he comes like that. You know what I mean? So basically what you just said, we rolling the dice. You look like a man. I'm a roll the dice. I hope you're a man. You roll the dice, hit the wall. Is you a man? Uh, you a man with a no. Yeah, I don't understand. I'm just asking. I'm just saying. I just uh uh-uh, uh. No, you you know what? You're not rolling the dice. Hmm. If he came, if he didn't.
didn't come at you like the man from the beginning. See, we have to take responsibility. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm taking responsibility mm-hmm. of different situations for, that I've been into with men. You know what I mean? I knew mm-hmm. he was an abusive yeah. man. I dated him anyway. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. hope that he would okay, change or wouldn't do it to me. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we got to keep it mm-hmm. 100, you know. And at the end of the day, he ended up being an abusive man, you know. Even though he might have told me it was a reason behind this and that, he still was an abusive man when I met him, and I knew that. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was that was rolling that was rolling the super dice because it's always a chance that he could become that again. You know what I mean? Because he could be mm-hmm. lying, or he could have a sickness, or he could be unhealed from whatever it is, and it could come back out. So we are definitely taking a risk versus being with a man that never had an abusive background and we met him and he didn't share or show that, you know, kind of behavior that he was actually a loving guy that showed some sort of, you know, presentation of a, of, of a healthy minded and emotional man. So you, you're not really, you're not taking a big risk because, you know, just being in any situation where we're taking a risk, you know, rather we're with someone and, you know, they have us financially secured, but, you know, he can get sick or anything can happen. And at that point, you know, you, you could be trying to figure out how to survive. You feel me? So mm-hmm. no matter what, you're still taking a risk. But, again, even if you're with this guy and if you feel like there's other things, then it depends on what is considered unhealthy. And I think we're talking about affection or this man stepping up. It's something that you have to talk to him about. You can't just expect because it might just be that because he's like that and he never had no one to talk to him about that and even notice that was an issue. You know what I mean? You know, you could mm-hmm. bring that out of him, and he may be happy and want to please you. You know, um, I've seen that happen. I've seen this person, you could tell he wanted that, but he just, nobody really took the time to bring it out of him and, uh, and to give him the okay. And, you know, he'll slip every now and then. He'll be like, hold my hand, you know. <laughs> and he'll be happy to hold mm-hmm. your hand. You know what I mean? You right. know, ask, do you love me? Or do this feel good? Or what's the matter? You know, some of them don't won't, won't talk, you know, and it's like, well, you got to find a way to, to bring it out of him. And that's really in getting to know somebody, you know what I mean, and being open, you know. But it depends on a checklist. Sometimes we don't have a checklist. There's just certain things in my checklist that you got to have before I'm even going to take my time to even deal with you. You get what I'm saying? Right. So at least I've eliminated right. <laughs> a lot of the things that it might be okay to tolerate certain things. You get what I'm saying? Because you got... A, B, C, D, and E, and F together already. So, you know, this little stuff might not mean that much. You know what I mean? That might be something we can work on fixing, but it's worth it because over here outweighs that. You get what I'm saying? But it doesn't make him not be a man because he he got this little one piece that's messing him up. So, you know. Yeah, we all got stuff that's messed up. It's all about the experiences that we've had. Mm. Right. No, I, I I so get it. And, and Nicole, I don't know where she at, but she was saying too, and I had a co-sign on this, that today is like that whole getting to know somebody that it's like almost down the drain. Everybody wants things Michael fast, microwave fast and everything. And so a lot of things, and mm-hmm. I, I got it from Oprah and Oprah got it from, um, um, oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> when a person shows you who you are, who they are, you better believe them. You so, and it's like we have to take mm-hmm. accountability. The When you see the red flags, yellow flags or whatever, sometimes we are rolling the dice because we feel like, Maybe I could be different. Maybe I can show him better, whatever, whatever. But nine times out of ten, and it, you know, they are who they are. And I also believe that people need to take breaks in between relationships to reflect 
on themselves and to work on themselves because it takes two people, I feel, to make a relationship work. It takes two to make it fail. Um, yeah, I totally agree. And if we don't own, yep. right, if we don't own mm-hmm. and um, be mm-hmm. accountable for our part in that failure, we're going to repeat mm-hmm. that shit with the next person. It's like the same script, different yeah. cast. Sure. You definitely have to do check-ins. And again, it's how it starts. You know, if you have a checklist and you, 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 and you have your priority list, like your, my priority is if you ain't working or got no money or a job, I'm not even going to be bothered with you. Because we're not going to have mm-hmm. this issue later that you don't got no money to pay for my stuff. You get what I'm saying? Or to take mm-hmm. care of me if I stop working or if something happens. So that is my number mm-hmm. one on my checklist, period. There's no exceptions. I don't care how cute you is. I don't care how <laughs> how sweet you are. So that's my first checklist. Then the second checklist is other things. You get what I'm saying? So I have a checklist of you got to already have this before we even go into the preliminary stuff. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, each woman has their checklist, what's most important to them. You know what I mean? And when you start at that checklist, then everything else, you know, you kind of would be worth fighting, you know, fighting for or, you know, and some things are just not exceptional. You know what I mean? Um, so mm-hmm. each individual person knows what's exceptional. Cheating is not exceptional to me, period. You know what I mean? So that's mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. There's no, I don't care what you got. Then again, if you got certain things and it's like, you know what, I'm just, okay, you're going to do your thing and I'm going to be working this up over here. So, you know, so it depends. Everybody got their own little thing that you know how they'll do it. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Based on, mm-hmm. you know, on their needs or their desires or their wants. You know, and I don't think we should box all men into one place. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's just all customized. But it boils down to just general rules to me is, you know, checklist, um, you know, you, your experience. Because your checklist, in most cases, is going to come from your experience. So our experience is probably going to be, you know, like say, for instance, you, well, what a man is domestically violent. Well, you know, you might want mm-hmm. to try to run a check. You might want to ask him. You might want to find out who he dated. You might want to get to know his family. You might want to get information first as the best way you can to see if he visited that. And you already know if he visited that, that might not be healthy for you because he has potential. Mm-hmm. So you know not to even deal with that. And if you do deal with it, you know you're taking a risk. I knew I was taking mm-hmm. a risk. And my mindset was, mm-hmm. you know, hey, if he hit me, I'm going to fuck him up. That's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hit him back. You know what I mean? And but who wants to fight? Cause you've been but in you know what? You if know he hits you, but what if the, there was an incident where uh, um, he didn't hit the woman, but he killed her child? So she went out of town for hey, business. It, he was watching her baby. You know, not you good. know, and then not good at all. It's it's not healthy. It's not healthy at all. But see, he didn't hit babies. He just he he had mm. an incident with a girl. He lost his temper and certain things that he did. So. It wasn't that kind of a issue, you know what I mean? But definitely, okay. you have to be okay. careful. And I didn't have babies. I had, I had women, you know, teenagers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So right, right, they right, can kind right. of fend for themselves, you know. Um, but you do, mm-hmm. as a woman with kids, you got to look out for all that. You got to look out for them hitting you in front of your kids. You got to look out for them molesting your kids. You got to look out just a background general, you know, to know more about this person that you bring around your kids. That's why I say it's all individual based you know, on what your life is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. It's not and that, and that, see, I like you know, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and but I, all mm-hmm. I can hear, even from this conversation, what we do have on Fayette Radio is real conversations. And it's, it's mm-hmm. a lot of burden. That I do see it as burden on women. You know what I'm saying? We have to do a lot. We have to, like, I got two boys. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, they're young mm-hmm. men, 23, 17. I ain't raised no bitches. I put that on my on, on my life. I'm not raising no bitches. Too many bitch-ass men out here as it is. I told myself I was going to stop using that for, that phrase. My mother said, Sandy, can't be calling these men bitches. I said, what do you call, what do you, how, how do you justify a person, a grown-ass male who does not take care of his responsibilities, who throws tantrums like a toddler, how am I supposed to react to this? I got to coddle him. I got to stroke his ego. I got to hug him. I can't say this because he's going to explode. I can't direct it this way. This is a lot of pressure, okay? This is a lot of pressure. And some women are very fabulous at it. And and my hat's off to them. My hats are off to them. Um, Yeah, are you talking about your kids? You mean when you're raising them? Yeah, I had a, I like so I boys I say right. yeah mm-hmm. my, yeah I had the in my mm-hmm. my sons and I I had I raised my my oldest is graduated from college he had a full ride scholarship um he has a a career just started today Michelin data analytics and like I did this as strictly a single mother because I said you know what look, the guys I met and I'm not saying not all of them were bad they were not I'm not saying that sometimes I was not in the space to receive what they wanted me to receive at that time. But I felt I could not bring a lot of men around my kids because I'm like, you are not who I want my son to be. You know what I'm saying? You got some traits that I don't even want them to Mm -hmm. see. You know what I'm saying? I can't even bring this shit Mm -hmm. around them. So um, (laughs) I can't even justify if my son saw me with Mm -hmm. you and like, oh, this is what women like because you accepting it. That means I could go out there and do that to women. I couldn't even fathom bringing that lip and letting them see that because that's not right. Um, mm-hmm. So I kept my dating life, a lot of times I kept my dating life and my mother's life totally separate. So that's even with today, I my, did my, too. My, yep. Did you? Oh, girl, yeah. Oh. You definitely have to protect, you know, first see if you even want them knowing where you live at. I'd meet them on, on oh. the, you know, at public locations. They couldn't even come to my house. Ever. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even get in that mm-hmm. car because I didn't want to get shot at, you know. I got in one mm-hmm. car and they chased me. Ch- the girl, his girlfriend chased us in the car. And, you know, at that time I used to carry guns just to protect myself. But, mm-hmm. you know, I still do sometimes. But at that day, for some reason, I didn't have my gun with me. You know, I had a knife. You know, No, I didn't even have a knife with me. I just had my purse and I had a bottle in my purse. And so... I was like, okay, this lady, somebody following us. And he's like, oh, that's just my girlfriend. I said, your girlfriend, <laughs> boy, you just take me to a public gas station and let me out this car. Because I know me, back in the day, if I would have caught mines with somebody, I would have got them. They wasn't going to get home safe, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So all I could think mm-hmm. of is, I'm, you know, this woman could be crazy like me in back of me. Well, you done got me in the middle of this mess. You better drop me off at the gas station in an open place so I can get me a bottle and and cut her if I need to or do something to protect myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was so deep to where us jumping in a car with somebody, I wouldn't do, you know, just because. I'd rather drive my own car and meet them. Exactly. I mean? And then it's even, yeah, and even with your license plate, meeting them, 
I didn't I always made my license plate go to a PO box. I never made my license plate go to my home or nothing like the that. Home address. So that way nobody can Yeah, to trace me. So we definitely right. have to take safety precautions. Absolutely. Right. So you smart girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? And I feel like I feel like I feel like even when I see them date the the young women that they date right now, and they the, the whole respect aspect and this and that, I feel like I have to pat myself. I I'm doing a good job. I did a good job. Like hey, but this, like even trying to date right now because I'm still single. I was like, like honestly, I can't get wet for a man. I can't. I don't respect. You know what I'm saying? Like. We can go kick it, we can drink. You, we can go drink. I'm a sociable person. Now we can kick it all day long, but to get that romantic, sexual love, respect from me, nah, dude. So like me, the basics. If you can't have a conversation with me, you can't stimulate me. You cannot look at your past and be accountable for your fuck ups. If you cannot um, uh, uh, be a man of your word. These are things mm-hmm. that are red flags to me. That's I wouldn't checklist. want to fuck with you. Yeah, that's that checklist. That's that that's checklist. That's that, yeah, Everybody that's that got checklist. Everybody checklist. You, and you got to have one. You got to have some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you will end up with just anything. Been there, done that, mm-hmm. too. <laughs> that's one of the regrets. Been you know, there, done that. <laughs> you know yeah, that been there, done that. Been there, done that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Girl, yep. it took my oldest son to tell mm-hmm. me because I used to, I used to like one. I'm like, he doesn't do this, so I'm gonna tell him about himself. My son said, "Mom, he's a grown man. This is stuff he should know. If you gotta go back and tell a grown man that you should have a basic conversation, you should keep your plans, you should do that. That's your red flag to not even stop it. Hang up. Don't respond to him ever. He said, "We are your mm-hmm. sons." You instruct us. You mm-hmm. teach us. You, you, you in your damn near late forties. Why you don't do that? My old, my, mm-hmm. my son said that. So I know if I ever brought that man around, my son's gonna roll their eyes at that punk ass. Really? Now, girl, you know that's crazy. You say that because them step, a step, the step families. Oof, them mm-hmm. is probably the hardest relationship that you could ever have with mm-hmm. kids around. Boy, I had one husband mm-hmm. I was married to. Boy, my kids didn't give them a chance. It was that domestic violence. Boy, they had somebody had snipped something in their ear about him, and oh, they couldn't get their eyes off of him. And I mean, everywhere I went, they was, "What you doing? Where you at, Mama?" I mean, they followed me all over the house. They was listening to see if he was gonna act a fool. You know, I mean, <laughs> he ended up acting a fool, but they didn't give the poor man a chance. To be honest with you, they might have drove him back to his old ways. To be honest with you. Oh, mm. the man, I felt so you know, sorry that for is, him. Let they me just tell you something. The man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that is so true. My, my dad, he was not my biological, that's a step, but he was my he was my dad. Um, from my second grade through high school, um, he was my dad. And um, he was always there for me when I, you know, I needed help studying it for a test. He was like, Sandy, when is the test? I said, tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. Stay with me all night and this and that. But... At that time, I did not know how to love him and my biological father the same. I felt like if I loved him the way I wanted to love him back then, I was I was going to cheat on my father for whatever reason. I didn't mm-hmm. know how to incorporate that my heart was big enough to love him the way I wanted to back then. And, and, and 
Last night I found out he died. He had a problem with drugs. I mean, he had a bad past. You know, him and my mom met in college, and he was, you know, striving, and he was bettering. But when your past is calling you, and then you got yeah. the stepkids, oh, yeah. not, you know, you're trying mm-hmm. to make it work with the stepkids, and they're they're receiving but not receiving, and that makes it hard. And that's why I always say that family support is vital for a relationship. It is vital. Oh man, it would that you would know? kill you. The kids will kill you. That those are relationships that will literally kill you. You know what I mean? And I mean, mm. I, I if I ever had to do it again, I don't think I would want to deal with that type of a situation, um, unless I already knew how to handle it. I'm good now because mm-hmm. I went through it, but it almost mm-hmm. killed me, you know what I mean? And um, I can help some other people, you know, probably help them out depending on where they start. But Do you, is that, is that a help book you want to put out? Is that a help you book? Know I don't know if you have to. I'm really thinking about it, honestly, because that played a major part in my in my life was relationships and dealing, you know, having kids and what them, they, all of them kill you. The kids, the the, the husband, the, the people around that's messy, that's watching and putting bugs in folks' ears and <laughs> all kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then with my kids, my kids are older now. They ain't 30, you know, 30 and 31. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they told me, like, probably 10 years ago, Mom, we tried to run him off. We just didn't like him. We knew mm-hmm. he was going to do something stupid. We, and, and they really, you know, almost killed me. <laughs> I'm like, look, because, you know, you have a, a, a thin line between them being respectful to adults, period. Forget that he's an adult mm-hmm. that I'm with. But it's just this is an adult, and you just need to be respectful. You know what I mean? Then mm-hmm. it's a thin line between mm-hmm. you trying to just see which way you're going to go, <laughs> you know, in this thing, and they add to it, making it harder, abusing you too. Instead of just falling mm-hmm. in line and you as the adult, trying to orchestrate a, a, a exit plan, basically, they're making it harder for you. They're going to force a, a sooner exit plan, or they're going to make it hard for you to lay things out on the line and even think to get it done because of the chaos that they can bring. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, can, I get I can it. I get it. it now, but it wasn't that funny at the time. But I, I know you get it, right? Write a book. I need you to write a book. I need to see a movie, Lifetime movie, you. script, something. You okay. you need to put that out. You know, y'all, we talk the sugar too. We have a real conversation. We got callers calling in. We do not screen any calls on Say Radio because we just deal with real topics, real shit. In order to come up with real solutions, we got to get the real opinion. You know, you may get judged. You Girl, might get judged, but you know what? It's all good. <laughs> you that's might, good. you might get judged. You, you know what? You might get judged, but you have some thick skin. We gonna come up with some solutions. We got a caller, six zero two area code six zero two. You're on with State Radio. Me and Sandy Sugar T. Uh, I don't know where Nicole went. Nick, I don't know where you at, but six zero two. You on? You want to introduce yourself? Uh, this is Dorian. What's good? Hey. Oh, what's good? <laughs> Not much. Just calling in, you know, just calling in, pretty much just listen uh, to the topic tonight. You know, uh, uh, I was listening in just momentarily, and then I was catching where you said sometimes, you know, family can run somebody off. Um, And uh, (laughs) and I was actually just laughing uh, at that statement about uh, how you were talking about the kids. And I remember uh, when I was young, there was this gentleman. My mom liked him. Oh, my mom liked him. I ain't going to drop his name. (laughs) 
But there was something about this gentleman that I didn't like personally. And I remember one time uh, we went to a movie theater, and uh, somebody beat up the usher, and this guy ran out the movie theater when, when, when a random person shouted, he's got a gun. So this happens, leaves not only me, my mother, and my sister behind, and when I finally get outside, I'm looking up, and this fool is outside looking at me. And when he, and he goes, now at the time, now, now listen, at the time, I'm about 13, 14. And uh, he goes, come on, man, we got to go. I'm like, no, man, I ain't leaving here till I see my mama. I don't care if they got a gun. Like, all right, come on, come on. Now, this nigga all the way down the street near the car. <laughs> and my mom ended up coming out eventually. She ended up making her way out. And before we could get to the car, I said, mama, if I was 18, I would whoop that nigga's ass. And so from that point on, every time I saw him around the house, it didn't last maybe about another month and a half, he was like, your son don't like me. But he gave me a reason not to like him, and I let him know every weapon. What, 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 what you in the kitchen for? You didn't pay for this. Right? And I didn't have no jurisdiction in my mama's house like that. But I let but I let you know. So when I was listening to you guys, it just reminded me of that story. Like, uh-huh, yep, the young men or young women will actually sometimes make it difficult for someone and run them out of the relationship. Um, so, yeah, that's what, that's all y'all reminded me of. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, a lot of times their intuitiveness is right, but I think it's not what you do, it's how you do it. Because sometimes, you know, the mama might really know what's going on, or the dad might know what's going on, but they might be trying to figure out an exit plan. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, wait, wait, we need him to pay this mortgage. You can't just run him off right now. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I got this plan, you know, but I just don't tell you because I don't want to stress you out. Because you're a kid, and you, mm. I don't need to tell you everything. You know what I mean? So it's like mm-hmm. you need to focus on your schooling and the things that you need to learn and not be in grown-up business, to be honest with you. You know, now, if he's hidden, you know, they hit or molest or that kind of stuff, They've never, my kids have never think I had that type of an experience, but I know there are experiences like that that I know people that have experienced that. I know, you mm-hmm. know, people that know people that have. So that's a different story. But when it comes to just, uh-oh, <laughs> It's the wrong person I done let up in here, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And you figure that out. Sometimes they can make it very hard, you know, for you to be able to even think about how to get out of it. Or they can put you in a homeless situation where, you know, um, and I don't think they understand that. So you, it's a balance to it. I, you know, you got to have a balance to it. But like I said, they tried to run him off. <laughs> mm. And you got to read to not like him. I wouldn't like my, my stepdaddy or my stepmom if he left my mama, you know, somewhere mm-hmm. and I know somebody was trying to hurt somebody. Of course, that would make mm-hmm. sense, you know, plenty of sense. Mm-hmm. Now, the fact my brothers beat up a couple of boyfriends my mama had. She said, beat them mm-hmm. up. They, you know. <laughs> sent him on his way, huh? Just sent him on his get, way, huh? Get them off. Yeah, it's just a couple of different situations. <laughs> mm. happened, you can't go you know, there. that I've seen. But it also is up to the kids, you know, like they wouldn't tell me what he did, 
Mama, when he was mean, when he li- when you left, he looked at me and laughed. You know, well, you should have told me. Mm-hmm. You know, you busy fighting and arguing with me. <laughs> you should have just told me that. <laughs> so I don't want to hear mm-hmm. it later as an adult what somebody did to you when you could have told me when you was younger instead of busy making it seem like I'm doing something to you. I can't see behind my head, so you shouldn't expect for me mm-hmm. to have no, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all, y'all making me cry too. up in here. Y'all just, y'all just making me like I'm so, like I, I was saying this to Miss Sandy, and I, my, my dad died, and my brother found him in, in his um, condo, and, oh, no. uh, you know, and I, you know, he had, you know, you know, when you got battling with those demons with drugs and stuff like that, and I feel like as a child, I feel like. I had a, a power to stop to stop certain things. And again, as a child, I didn't know I, my heart was big enough to love many people. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know. Um, and there's so many things. Like I got a, I had an instant message from him on the on May 29th. He said, "Hey, daughter." And I was so tired. And I was like, I should call him, but. I didn't, and so I responded on Friday. I said, hey, and then I got a call from my older brother, you know, um, and he said, I stopped by dad's, and I found him dead and and there, and that was just last night, and I was like, he just reached out to me, and he wanted a connection with me, when I was little, I didn't know how to make the connection. And I can, I'm beating myself up, like, you know, but when you're saying that, you know, a lot of your children, he said, we stopped that connection. Do you ever think about that guy? Do you think, you know, I'm not, I don't, you know, know that situation, but do you, is there a possible a reconnection or, you know, and your kids admitting that we made it hard for him? So it's hard, like, I love this woman, you know, and this woman comes with these children, and I'm trying to give my best to these children, you know, or this child, but they're making it difficult. You know, as humans, we only could take so much, you know, then we resort to maybe it's like a relapse. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying, but it's not working, so I might as well go back to my numbing state. Do you ever think about that? Like, you know, did you ever try to reconnect with the, with him, or is it just like, you know? Well, it comes it again. Is what it it is. comes again. You know what? It comes back to taking responsibility. When I got with mm-hmm. him, I was vulnerable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. in my tips book. In my your perfume, a woman's guide to help her reinvent her brand and discover a new sense of success. Amazon and a gift. And Amazon and a sprinkle of tips to help them better navigate through challenging times. The thing is, mm-hmm. is that I was vulnerable. I was around a healthy, unhealthy people that didn't understand the choices that I made. And instead of them taking the time to get to know me or to understand where my mind was at, you know, they could have learned something. You know, it, it might not have been the choice they would have made, but it was a choice I had to make, you know what I mean, um, for my own self. So at the end of the day, they were very abusive. Everything was negative. They was always talking about me. They was talking to me like I'm stupid. You know, just hitting me constantly. 
So, um, so what he did was he caught me at a time where, you know, I was very broken and um, going mm. through that transition, transitional time, and he told me he was proud of me. <laughs> now, he was mm. at my grandfather's church. I decided to go back and serve my grandparents' church because I knew they were getting older and I wanted to touch my roots at this time of my life. And I wanted to be able to serve, mm. you know what I mean? And I wanted to serve them. And so, therefore, when I did, you know, he just so happened to be going to the church, and my grandfather liked him. And I also had, you know, had a little time in school with him at one point, but not really knew him, you know what I mean? And so, um, but so I felt like that checklist, certain things on the checklist were there, but when you really, when I really uh, boiled down to it is, you know, it was a vulnerable time for me of brokenness and transition and fear. And he told me he was proud of me when I did not hear anything positive around me for a long time. And that kind of, you know, built my spirit to say, wow, he encouraged me. I needed that. I didn't even know I needed it. But when I got it, it felt good. You know what I mean? So but because you were in the church, you got that feeling of the Lord done to no, be a man. No, not the church. Mm-mm, no, not the church. Okay. Not okay. at all. I, okay. I was more mature than that. No, not that at all. Okay. Okay. It was. I have someone that is a positive person around me that's also just so happened to be in the church working with kids because I, I, I work with the kids in the church. So, therefore, you know, this is a, a God that, that we got something compatible, kids. And it's always a plus when it's somebody, um, not just because it's the church, that's kind of immature, you know, and I'm not an immature spiritual person, but it is somebody in a positive environment. So even if he was in Starbucks, and he worked with kids, we still could relate because I go to Starbucks to work, you know what I mean? And then he likes kids. So the bottom line was the thing that made me vulnerable was what he said to me because I was in a place where I was being abused and didn't know it was abuse. And so, and this was by people that I trusted and cared about, and I needed these people that didn't understand a decision I made. So it was the wrong reason why I got with him. That's what it boiled down to. You know what I'm And, of course, I knew it could have went bad at any moment because of what I was told. However, I didn't expect it to go bad on me, you know what I mean, um, because of the explanation that, that it was addressed. So I tried to be careful about, you know, the decision. But when it boils down to it, it was the wrong reason, you know what I mean? And, again, I knew what I was getting into. So it wasn't a stupid Move because I knew what could happen, and I knew what my backup choice. So it was definitely a risk. You know what I mean? Because you know mm-hmm. when you know somebody's background, you know, and you do it anyway. You are taking the risk. So, but, but see, you don't. Know, mm-hmm. right, can I hit on that real quick? Um, just sure, as a man. So, so I'm gonna be real with you. Um, oh, here we go. Hold on. A lot of brothers, if y'all listening, y'all finna get me now. Six four six 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 eight two five seven. Okay. Oh, okay. Let me so, say. as a man, like, like, like you said, you said something. Uh, you just said something that was, you said that um, uh, you knew what you were getting into, um, and you made the choice. Uh, now, one thing is, as a man, I was always taught um, to, regardless, tell the truth about your situation, and so that means if you're married. And, and, and you and you hitting on a woman? Tell that woman you hitting on that you married. If you seeing somebody, tell that woman that you seeing 
what your situation is and let her choose whether or not she wants to engage in the uh, in the activity. And I never understood why women knowing what the, what everything was up front still made the choice to engage in the activity when most of them say behind closed doors or a conversation with their man, oh no, I mean I mean with their friends, oh no, he married or he got a woman, I don't want him. But when approached by a certain somebody, they make that exception. Now, you know, I got an answer. I would go ahead. Please answer, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say this, okay? So, no, no, sugar tea. No, let me say, let me say something, okay? Um, when you have a, say, you go into a business agreement, a contractual agreement, right? You go into mm-hmm. it, a contractual agreement, and you say, okay, before, you know, this is the contract, this is what it is. In your case, as you said, you say, hey, I'm married, this is this, this, and that, this, and this. And so and she's saying, you know what, like, SZA, she's like, I'm a weekend, I don't want the 9 to 5, I just want you on the weekend, mm-hmm. I'm signing. Where's the dotted line? You know what I'm saying? And then, you mm-hmm. know, I'm signing. I, where's the dotted line? That is fine. There's a contract. But with every contract, what is there? There's there comes a, like a negotiation period when the contract is about to expire. So when you're dealing with humans, okay, because humans, we come with the level of emotions, not just humans, but animals and everything. We have a come with the level of emotions. Things change. Even in the bonding contract agreement, things change. The, you know, hey, I agree with this, and you may um, co-sign or may not co-sign. See, like, you know, as far as royals, as far as this goes, I didn't know I was going to be this big a hit, so now my contract's about to be renewed. I'm going to demand this right now because I have a better understanding of who I am, what I'm worth, and we got to come back to negotiation. So with any relationship, contractual agreement, there is room for negotiation. So when your feelings start to change one way or the other, there has to be a renegotiation stage. This is where I'm at right now. Now, if you would say, you know, well, we signed this contract, you know, two years ago, and this is what you said. However, I'm human. As we go back to that Kevin Hart kind of thing, you know, I said this in 2010. You trying to hold me for some, some for what I, who I was in 2010. One thing good about being alive, when we're alive, we're entitled to growth. We're entitled to look at things differently. Mm-hmm. We're entitled to that because that's what we do because we're alive. When you're dead, you can't do that. But when you're alive, you're entitled to do that. So now that I'm entitled to grow and to evaluate and become a different person than I was yesterday, two months ago, last year, I'm Mm -hmm. entitled to that. So now my needs and my wants have changed. And so what I'm saying to you is this contract that I signed a month ago, a year ago, is no longer, it's it's something wrong with it because I'm a different person right now. I'm entitled to that. And this is what we have to acknowledge that. This is what this communication has to come in. We have to respect that. You can't hold this contract, but you signed this. You knew this, this, and that. I get that. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was. That was mm-hmm. my space back then, but this is who I am today. Let's go to, we're going to talk and come to some type of agreement. We may disagree this and just, like, walk away forever. But you are entitled to that. If you do not want that, then I suggest you stop dealing with fucking humans all to fucking together. Then in that sexual aspect, <laughs> fuck a sheep. Fuck a 
fuck a dog, fuck a cat. But you know what? Even you can decide to fuck a cat, a sheep, a dog, they got feelings, and I believe that shit is illegal in most states. So you you gotta you gotta be willing to renegotiate because that's part of fucking life. Period. Like I said, I I, I hear yeah, you, so, but all too many times, that's what that, that as women, that's one of the things I see you guys face with so often. And, and then at that point of what you call it, the renegotiation period, now he a dog, and it's like, wait a minute, this nigga told you he had fleas before he laid down. <laughs> I totally agree like, with you. I, I hope I'm not. Um, I, people gonna get mad at me, but to me. It's just no way you can expect for a man that got another woman or that's married to act right. So mm-hmm. to me, it's like you know, there's nothing to me unless you're a type of girl that's okay with you know with men being with other their woman and you like that and you're not worried about karma and stuff. I, I think that's that's just not cute to me. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we we may have all experienced that situation. But you, well, you then again, to me, it's put accountability on that other person. Because it, to me, just like you you shared your story about you were on that date with that guy and the woman was following you and she was going to beat you and then have no fault to him. There's two wrong in the situation. Two. Oh, no, I was. Two. No, no, no. If they I had told you him, bear the both responsibility. Get me out of here. You, and I never called him back because if I'm going to do it, I want another choice. You got to tell me what I'm working with. Mm-hmm. Don't just force me in no situation like that. So I was suing yeah, him. Nah. He called me about yeah. ten more times after that. I'm like, no, nah, I don't play them games. This stuff is too no, dangerous. But, nah, yeah, but don't play those games. But I have to also tell anybody, even the women that want to cheat, mm-hmm. even men that want to cheat. But let me tell you, too, mm-hmm. there is no right. rules and no laws to cheating. When you open your sacred relationship up to other people, you mm-hmm. are playing Russian roulette. You are, and that Absolutely. is your fault, your responsibility. 100%. So whatever you get in from doing that, you got to own yep. it, accept you, you it, and then man the fuck up or woman the 100%. fuck up. That's right. Period. That's right. Because 100%. you're dealing with humans. Unless you fucking a dog, a sheep, a lizard, I don't know what you fucking. But if you fucking a human, you are open up. You're opening up your shit to. It's whatever. There's no rules, no laws, no respect to that shit. None. Mm-hmm. Not so like we go so back I, to that checklist again. There's that checklist again. Your checklist, that's where you start from. You know, if, if, if that's a requirement, he cannot be married, or you don't care if he be married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. got the checklist, and some of them don't got no checklist. It ain't no rules. Mm-hmm. Well, I, me personally, I'm going to be real with you. I think any relationship, uh, oh, ooh, I hate to say this. I got to. When you are hundred percent truthful all the time about everything, that's the most detrimental. No, it's not. I beg to differ. No, it's not. No, wait, 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 wait. I can. You can ask me a question, and I can just hold my tongue and not say nothing. Or I can really tell you what I really feel, and it may hurt your feelings. But you know what? So I believe I rather I rather you have respect than like than like you, you know. And I'm this is my my personal experience. One of the guys I like I ultimately I probably hated, but I loved him at the same time. It was so like I need a counseling for this motherfucker. But the thing <laughs> is, when I when I had <laughs> and I was young, I was young. But when I I, I met him, 
um, you know, you get that one, just the give you tingles and shit like that. They, they give you tingles. But he had a weird, like, a pillow talk. And um, I, I asked him, I was like, you know, have you ever been in love? And he was like, you know what, Sandy, you're going to be my case study. I'm like, yo, case study. He was like, yeah. He said, like, I said I loved, but everybody, I've, every woman I've said I loved, I cheated on. That's what he told me. I cheated on. And I don't know. I'm thinking if I really loved them, I wouldn't have cheated. So right now I'm trying to figure out, is it me or is it the women I pick? He said, so what I'm going to do with you, I'm going to be totally honest with everything. And I want you to make the decision whether or not you want to proceed or not. And the thing is that he just wasn't honest with me. He was honest with everybody he fucked with, like everybody. So you get one that I made like her. You know what I'm saying? I made like her, so I'm going to tell her something different, and I'm going to tell her something different. He wasn't like that. Like, he was honest. You talk to any Negro or any guy in his circle or any woman in his circle, we all got the same story. We all got the same mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's no, but that was like I was like I like him, but I hate him. You know what I'm saying? He was fucking exactly. my head up. I was like, oh my god, I like him, but I hate him. Hard for you to deal with if, if a dude tells you I did this. Like, like there are some dudes out there that will tell you I'm going to cheat on you, but you in your mindset will say, wait a minute, he said he's going to cheat, but I know that since he cheated on everybody he loved, I can be different. And I can make him so you <laughs> And so what you're doing is you, you hurting yourself. Uh, I'm, my pussy I'm got fire. I got, I got glitter and, and sparks in my yeah. pussy. I can yeah, say right. right. Yeah. I'm going to keep him in the same. Right. And it never works. It never works. He just don't know. And so, like and like I said, the OGs tell me all the time, like, hey, man. <laughs> and I know if they told me this, they tell another man, hey, just be 100% truthful. Let her choose. She gonna do whatever she wanna do, regardless. So I believe that that's the advice I was given, and I saw what it did. Maybe uh-huh. there are some times where I didn't need to say anything at all and just let people do what they needed to do. Because because grandmama uh-huh. and them now now I go back to grandmama and them. When I looked at grandmama and them, and they was married for fifty, sixty years, they'd always say, "Well, baby, there's just some things that you hit, that you just gotta stick it out to." And I believe them old women who stuck it out, or even the old men, there were some things that were going on that they didn't let they make know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, they stayed married. They had time. There wasn't even love anymore. I often see, um, you know, I'll be seeing how sometimes, you know, people feel like they're better than people because they were able to make their marriage last for longer than everybody and mm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they tend to, you know, I've seen some of them act you know, better and bigger than others and, you know, kind of like they've done something that me, I've been married damn near three times and I'll be, I'll get married ten times if I need to. I'm not just going to do anything, you know what I mean? So, you know, me, I, I've seen, I've seen men, like we're talking about that basically, you know, was doing stuff and they just, their wives just didn't know about it or a woman uh-huh. doing something and a man didn't know about it. So to me that, you know, act like you bigger or you better, you know, and look down on people that have been divorced several times or that, you know, didn't last the marriage. It's like, you know, some of us didn't want the marriage to last, you know what I mean? Or we could have still been in, mm-hmm. in a situation, 
you know, a relationship, and some that wasn't married could have been married, but they're just going to be, you know, married to some mess. But at the end of the day, they could have put up with it, you know, but they chose not to. And to me, I've been around a lot of guys, and I'm like, you know, if you'd have seen what I've seen, you wouldn't be with him. So don't be looking down on me. How about you know, that? I was, right. I remember one time I was at work, and this, this guy had got, I think he had got divorced twice. And this woman walked into the break center, and he was talking about uh, his divorce, I mean, second divorce, and the other. And the woman was like, man, I feel sorry for you. You ain't no good. And, and he's like, why you say that? He said, because you've been divorced twice. He said, well, I feel sorry for you. She said, why is that? I said, you ain't been married once. I done found two right. women that love me enough to want to marry me. And I fell out laughing because no one ever looks at it that way. <laughs> <laughs> like, like so, like so, like when I see people who be like on their fifth, and like I, I, I once did a wedding where I was a videographer, and I, the per, I think the guy was on his fifth marriage. Like this is my fifth marriage, and and people looked around strange. I was like, man, well at least that brother was able to find five people in this world that said I do, while most people can't find one. And so, you, you know. But you, oh, okay, you know, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that women get a lot more concessions than women do because I, I, Marilyn Manson, he was on death row. He was engaged, okay? So women, I don't know what it is about women where we feel like we need to. I said this earlier in the first hour, this is me, Miss Sandy, <laughs> that women, we feel the need to coddle, to mother a grown-ass man. So it's not times that attendance. Men, a man typically will find a woman that will want to help build him. My pussy's better. I can love you better. You, I can hurt. I don't know what the mindset is that we have or we are conditioned with, but Marilyn Manson mm-hmm. is engaged while he's on death row, and you get whoever. I don't know what that makeup is like. I don't know what her chest is like. Do you coddle like. or nurture? Do you coddle I, or nurture? I would never want because a man. I would never, I would never want a man on death row. I would be too scared mm-hmm. of what are you doing in there. And, um, I mean, where do you get time? But there are women that do. I know. Oh, but there are women that do. That yeah, there are women. I know many that do. Mm-hmm. I do. I know many of them Yeah, what's up do. with that? Uh-huh. What's up with that pimp? But well, see, when you, want to, when, you, like, when you want to say that, when that man wants to point out to that woman, like, I've been married, whatever, two or three times. You ain't never been married once. But there are a lot. This is what I always would say, and I never I say it. It seems like men value themselves more than you know, especially black men value themselves more, their time more than black women value themselves. Because there's a lot of things and concessions that we typically take and absorb that if asked to return from a black man, they wouldn't do for us. So I don't understand why we, by nature, want to assume this extra responsibility. And why we feel it's our need to do so. And I, I had to say, that's that's they want. Women like to nurture. But a woman too. But a woman too that was telling me by other. You know, I was saying this, that's because of what the Bible says. And I'm like going to go here. I'm going to go here. The Bible's given to slaves by, you know, their masters. To control them, this is not our spirituality. We were, we were in Africa, you know, we were, you know, like above and queens and stuff like that. 
So we were conditioned a certain way. I'm not saying this. This is the wrong way. Like, I hate to cut motherfuckers out of it. I don't want to be hard all the time. I don't want to show you that I'm ignorant. I want to, I want to, you know what I'm saying? Although these attributes are in me, I want to execute and show other aspects of me. But it seems like, you know, people don't receive shit I say unless I'm going that extra, you know, other route of me. And I don't want to do that. And it gets frustrating, it could be who you're you know. And I get it you. could be what it could be who you what, what you're looking for. In again, that checklist at the beginning. I think um, mm-hmm. um, prayer to me, you know, I found the best relationship to the conclusion of stand. I make bad choices. Obviously, there's something I'm missing that ain't right because <laughs> it keeps coming out to be a problem. <laughs> God, mm-hmm. please help me. Can you be my eyes and ears? And mm. can you Amen. prepare me for the person you have for me here on this earth at this mm. time? Yeah. And give me what I need, not what I want. And mm. unfortunately, when sometimes the things we want is not always what we need, you know. Mm-hmm. And, but the things that we need, we will end up wanting. When I made that mm. choice and said that and stood up in that matter, Everything changed and everything worked out. And 13 years later, so oh. from your mouth to God's to ears, God's ears, please. That is my prayer. What she just said is up to you for me. I love that. That's don't, beautiful. Don't, don't let me Absolutely hear, don't beautiful. Let me hear through my own, don't let me hear through my own ears because obviously I ain't hearing the right thing. You can just tell me anything, a certain thing, and, and I might be in a different space, and I just see that. And, here in another way, you know, thinking it's something to say to me or something. You know, I might see no, I was, yeah. to body to the body to the hair or something that really don't matter at the end of the day, but it's just a vain thing that I have in me that's a problem, you know what I mean? And I mm-hmm. might miss out on a beautiful brother that is on top of his stuff that has been looked over, for, you know, for years and single and free and got content and he loves himself. He don't have to be with a woman. You know what I mean? He's willing to take oh, his time, but he can maintain his own. Say it again. Wait, wait, wait. Rewind, rewind, rewind. Say it again. Say that part again. He loves himself and don't have to be, would you say? Don't have to be running around after women, and he and he's good, yeah. you know. But when he do find that one, he can be faithful because mm-hmm. he ain't tripping on having to be with a woman to keep him going and that keeps his self-esteem mm-hmm. going. You know what I mean? So it's a lot mm-hmm. of, I, I haven't given up on my brothers because it's Plenty of them out there that are really good. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm, it's just a matter of what mm-hmm. we, the ones we we look for, and we're open to, to, to dealing with. You get what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. been the great experience that I've had, and it works. <laughs> mm. Mm. I receive that. I'm a, like I'm a, I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you. Not only you are part of the Hour Networks family, you are my Earth Angel. You you share the message. And I so received it, and you didn't have to cuss me out for me to receive it. So this is a blessing. So you know, motherfuckers get mad at me all the time, but I so received this message, and I pray that say radio, y'all listeners, y'all received it. Um, you know, go to our website d dash our h o u r network dot com. Listen to the show. If you're listening live, that's the uh, blogtalkradio dot com backslash d hour show. We're supposed to play some music, but we get into the real live conversations, and I, sometimes it's shit, they ain't going to play no goddamn music because we got, there's a message that was supposed to be delivered, and I pray that 
it's received. So this is I learned a lot. And um, uh, tell our listeners how we they can follow you on uh, social media and everything. You got the you know the book, and and I think you need to do yeah. a a book and a lifetime thing about blended families <laughs> and that whole thing. I'm just I'm putting that shit out there. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I definitely work as a transformational life coach. So I I, I, I work as a transformation life and performance coach. I help people turn their pain into peace, passion, prosperity, and purpose, and I become a vision partner to help people's vision come to pass and let them explore what they can become by meeting them where they are. So, you know, it's a great opportunity to be able to sprinkle some of you listeners out there, as well as you too, my sister, that's got the real talk, because we got to have real talk. Everybody's surface related, so when we can be real, we can have real outcomes of really real healing, you know what I mean, and change. So good job. Everybody listening can follow me at Sugar-T, um, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, um, Twitter, and Sugar T Official, my YouTube channel. And definitely you can go to my website if you want to get on my mail list at sugar-t.com and learn more about me, my services, my new book, Your Perfume, or the Boss Up book, um, which is actually online um, at Amazon or in my sprinkleme.biz, the boutique that you can find on my website, sugar-t.com, or again, on Amazon, your perfume, and boss up. And look out for the new uh, Work It, Work It, Work It, Work It, Work It soundtrack, which is inspired by my new book, Your Perfume. Yay! <laughs> Woo! Hey, that's what it is. Girl, I so love, this has been so therapeutic. Thank you so very much. You are not just a guest, you are family, so you're welcome. Anything you keep us updated. We can put your 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 information. Send us some links. We will put that on our website so people can go straight to Amazon and click on and get your book. And we'll see if we can even put those tags on our YouTube. So because I don't have none of that stuff to play right now, I'm so irritated. Um, Kevin, but, will you send Kevin your information and he'll he'll give me your email and your direct contact and then I'll get you everything you need. And definitely stay in contact. I want to work on you with these brothers. We got to get you. We got to get you adjusted. You got to. <laughs> you can do a workshop out there. Put a workshop it. together for I'll us out there. <laughs> Girl, let me tell you something. I receive. I'm trying to get adjusted. I'm trying to 2019. This shit is almost over. We uh, is damn near midsummer. So I, I so receive it, and I love you. Thank you so much for you know even calling in and. Um, we're going to get us some music, then we're going to be out. But, uh, again, thank, thank you, you so very much. And I thank want you to have a fabulous that, uh, week. Participated. <laughs> Girl, thank you, yeah, I'm so glad. Participated. Oh, yes, yeah. They hung, they, they, they hung up. And I'm thank sorry to the calls I was not able to get in. I'm sorry to the calls I was not able to pull on right now. We get, you know, we get, we get involved in the conversation. It's real talk. Stay radio. Going to some please me. This is one of the new girls, Cardi B. All right, Sugar T, thank you very much. For sure. Thank you. Peace of love. Okay.
Just say it, 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 just say it